At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi himself out in New Jersey. I'm here in Las Vegas. Michael, it is always great on a Wednesday to talk NFL with you, <laughs> sir. Uh, we do have a great show lined up, of course, on our Wednesday. We love when Steve Mackinnon joins us. He's got some great breakdowns, as always, from Point Spread Weekly. Bob Fesco is going to help us break down Thursday night's game between the Chiefs and the Chargers, a big one in the AFC West. And Lou Finnecaro will join us next hour with his NFL picks and also look ahead to a good U.S fight card again this weekend but Michael the elephant in the room it's a big elephant yeah. it is COVID again as it wreaks havoc right now on the NFL and we, we see what's happening right now with the Browns specifically and Michael seven teams now are in the advanced protocol stages here in the NFL which is as you know essentially a fourth of the league right now you yeah. know Michael it's getting to the stage where I feel like we're not gonna find out who the best team is at the end of the year but which team can survive COVID? And I, I don't know as, as an executive or as a coach or as a player, how you navigate these waters. Oh, I think it's challenging, right? I mean, I mean, look, we are in the cold and flu season, right? And so this is nothing uncommon, really, in reality to uh, most NFL teams. I mean, I, I you know, 
especially when you enter the month of November and December, you know, the head coach is constantly telling the players, wash your hands, you know, cover your mouth, be careful, get your flu shots, all that. You know, if somebody comes in and gives everybody flu shots because this can be very debilitating. I mean, two years ago, the Patriots went down to, before COVID, they went down to Houston. They had to take two planes because they had a flu outbreak on their team and they got destroyed by Houston. And really, they never recovered from that. And their season went away and Tennessee beat them when Brady throws that last pass as an interception. So, I mean, this is a real issue, and you've got to be diligent, and you've got to be consistent with your with your protocols. And I think that's what's challenging. And even guys that have gotten, you know, that have gotten the booster shot and gotten the shot, you know, all we need is just two tests, and then we get back into it again, right? So it, it's just unfortunate, but it's also the rules of engagement, right? It's going to be the one thing we know about the National Football League. It goes to the – it's a survival test. It's a marathon. And this is just part of – this is like climbing that hill in mile 1920 of your, of your marathon run. Right. And, and, Mike, I wonder now, you know, DeMar Smith, the head of the NFLPA, do you think there will be any conversations between the NFLPA – and the owners themselves to say, hey, look, if the players who are fully vaccinated and or boosted, what have you, and I'm assuming that if we were told that 90% of the league was vaccinated, that all of these, these positive tests now, those guys couldn't have been lying about their vaccination status. I'm sure some of the yeah. players are going to start wondering, hey, w w what's going on here, right? So am I really putting yeah. myself at risk if I go play? Will there be a conversation between the NFLPA and the owners to say, do we need to stop this for a little bit and put this on pause if we're really concerned yeah. about the player's health? Yeah. Well, they are concerned about the player's health, but they're not going to stop it. I mean, if the player wants to, I mean, you're asking the league to stop because a player might have lied about his COVID shot. That doesn't that doesn't justify it, right? That, that makes no sense right. to stop the league when these guys have lied about their COVID. If you lied about your COVID shot and you haven't gotten it, then it's buyer beware. You know, one of the things I think the government's job is to do is to protect its people. That's right. And the government and the government has gotten us a COVID vaccination that has proven. Through studies, not through Michael Lombardi studies right. or Twitter studies, but through <laughs> stu that it is effective. Now, you can make a choice not to get it. That's fine. Yeah, you have every right as an American not to do that. But you also have to understand that you are at risk. And that risk comes with, with, with consequences. It just does. Right. And I think the players that want to lie about their COVID card, it comes with consequences. You know, it doesn't do you any good. You know if you get the shot in the booster that you're probably not going to go to the hospital and you're probably not going to die from it. The, the evidence is overwhelming. So, you know, and you don't want to take it for religious or, or any kind of reasons. That's fine. But the government has done what it wants to do. The league has done what it's intended to do. Now, if it wants to go somewhere else, they're not going to stop the league. They're not going to stop the games because players start to get it when they are lying about their cards. I, you know, I, I really do feel because apparently Baker Mayfield is fully vaccinated. And so he still has this situation where he might not play Sunday against uh, the Raiders or excuse me, Saturday against the Raiders here. And again, he says he feels fine. So to your point, right. Michael, he would have to take those tests i feel i feel bad for the the players who have listened to the employers in this case the nfl done what they were asked to do and then are now told they potentially can't play because that's where the gray right. area comes into me to say well are we really going to get the best team at the end of the year we're we just trying to figure out the way we can navigate protocols because like odell beckham jr played monday night in a huge leverage game against the rams and was against the cardinals and was hugely effective in it and then we're led to believe that he tested positive after the game. 
But yeah, when well, he, he did. When, I mean, right? Like, I like, mean, they test before, and so somewhere between the last test and the next test, he got COVID. I don't know when it was, but you know, I I, I think to me, the league. I mean, Bay, Mayfield. A lot of players to you know, they have to have protocols. Is what I'm answering right. the question. I think David, they have to. So there's got to be some rules to follow. You know, and I think that that's and if you get it, and I'm sure coaches that are really, you know, that are, are paying close to are, are making sure that they follow these protocols dramatically. And we'll keep watching that because, of course, Kevin Stefanski also might not be able to coach in that game uh, Saturday yeah, for the Browns because I mean, he's. Did you see the line? I mean, have you seen oh this my. line now? Yes. I mean, this line, this line now, Circa has it as as the Raiders are point and a half favorite. It went from the Raiders minus six. If you bet the rate, if wow. you took the, if you took the Raiders on Monday, it was at six. Now it's at minus two. Some offshore betting has has it minus two now. Wow. And Mike, I mean, look- the line has flipped. And I, know, and I think if you're in a contest, if you're in a contest, I don't know how you play any of these either. early games. Yeah, I don't. And I was going to ask you, nobody cares about, you know, our as handicappers and trying to figure out to, to get the, the best value for the people out there. Obviously, this is a much greater uh, situation than that. But, Michael, I really don't know, to your point, of how you handicap these games anymore right now. Because this is, again, affecting almost a third of the league, I mean, we can go down the road uh, uh, on the line here of all the teams now that are going to be affected either Saturday or Sunday. And I, I just wonder at some point, I, you know, w- what in the world can we do in our profession to try to navigate when we really, truly don't know who's going to be available and who's not? Right, and I think, David, we have a perfect storm going on here, too. I think the books took such a beating last week mm-hmm. that these lines are inflated. These lines are really inflated this week. I think they really are. I mean, look, you know, San Francisco's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Atlanta, you know? And in my power rankings, I mean, you know, everything's leading me to take the dogs. I have that game, you know, I have that game at slightly below six. But, I mean, how do you take – how do you do it? I don't trust Atlanta. Well, and they're one of the teams – I don't teams, trust them. Right, they're one of the teams in the advanced COVID protocols that we're just talking about. I mean, right. you, could, you could throw yeah. a dart at a dartboard and you're going to hit one of those teams. That's the problem here. And to your point, Michael, yeah, these we're seeing big numbers right across the National Football League. And some of that has got to be COVID-related. Obviously, you made the great point about the Browns going from six-point favorites to some places now an underdog in that Saturday game at home against a Raider team that feels like they're dead in the water. So it's going to be really tough to navigate this. I do want to get your thoughts, though, on the Monday night game very quickly uh, because it was a huge win for the Rams. It always feels like it's lost in the shuffle with all the COVID news uh, that's happened since that game with Odell Beckham Jr. obviously having his best game, and now we don't know about his availability going forward. But what did that say more to you about very quickly, Michael, about the the Cardinals and their ability to win big games in prime time or the Rams that they might be quote unquote back. I, I thought the Rams for the first time all season uh, became the team that they need to be. I think they finally said, look, Matthew Stafford's better than Jared Goff. Mm. However, we're better running Jared Goff's offense with Matthew Stafford. 
I think that's what they said. And they went back and they ran the ball 21 times in the game. Sonny Michelle had 79 yards. It wasn't perfect. They only threw it 30, only had seven incompletions in the game. And I think they did a wonderful job of creating a situation where Arizona's rush didn't get there. Arizona moved Chandler Jones around. It's first he started out over on left tackle on Whitworth. Whitworth just really did a nice job on him. They moved him over to the right tackle, Note Bloom, and he couldn't really get pressure. He had one, one pressure there. But I thought this was exactly how the Rams should be playing all year. More physical up front. Way more physical. I mean, look. You know, Aaron Donald was hard to block inside, and, and they really were able to, to create some pressure. And when you look at, you know, he's got three tackles for losses. You know, Von Miller really didn't, he, he really wasn't a factor in the pass rush game. I don't think he will be. I think, it's, I think the game's not the same for Von Miller. But they played the way they needed to play. And for me, Arizona, not being able to run the ball, having to put it all on Murray's hands, it shows that there is liability when you have a 5'11 guy playing quarterback. Yes. I think it was pretty clear. Too many balls tipped, couldn't see the receivers, misses guys. I mean, the game should be he's – got, he's got A.J. Green for a touchdown. He just misses them. Just misses – I mean, doesn't he, he missed them bad. Right. I mean, you know, and they, they spent all their time talking about how great he was before the game, and nobody wanted to comment how bad he was playing. <laughs> like, he wasn't playing good. If you took Arizona in that game, you were saying, like, this guy's not playing like a like somebody who's the MVP of the league. Uh, right there with you. I said it yesterday here on the Lombardi line, Michael. I, I thought he lost the MVP. If he, if he was going to win the MVP, and I'm not saying he was, he clearly lost that opportunity to do that in the bright lights in the big stage. When you look at Brady, what he did on Saturday, on Sunday with the big marquee game there in the afternoon window, you saw Aaron Rodgers at night against the Bears with that comeback and how just destructive he looked at, at the quarterback position. And then you watch Kyler Murray. I'm right there with you, Michael. There's no way you can say, yeah, that's the best player in the NFL after that performance on Monday. No night. chance, no chance. He didn't. He didn't play. You know, he missed open receivers. He had, and, and now he was getting pressure. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. And I think when he gets inside pressure, it's a problem. And I don't think Hopkins was 100%. And I know he got hurt during the game, but that's something to watch this week. Hopkins is, he dropped, he had chances to make a couple plays on balls that typically he always does. I'm not sure he's 100%. Yeah, I think you're right on. And again, this isn't a knock on Kyle Murray, but when we're talking about the best of the best for MVP, you, you, you got to kind of yep. go over it with a fine-tooth comb. And, and clearly right now he is not up to snuff with the top two guys, at least on that MVP list. All right, Michael, we're trying to navigate those waters in the NFL, find some winners on Saturday and Sunday. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line of Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem call 1-800-522-4700 i am dave ross right here at south point casino in las vegas he is michael lombardi out in new jersey and michael let's go to a big game on saturday yeah. night in prime time we're back to the saturday football games uh the patriots of course coming in red hot right now the number one seed in the afc at nine and four against the colts and we've seen this line move significantly through the week here where the uh, Patriots open up as two and a half point favorites. And now for the shoe is laying two. So I, I, boy, you look at that now and you go, boy, the Patriots are getting value if you want to back them. Cause it's almost, you know, obviously four and a half points uh, to their favor. Michael, how do you break down this line move? You know, I, I think it was, it, it was uh, certainly it's a matchup. You know, New England's 6-0 and on the road going into this game. Uh, I think people feel like it'll be a hostile environment. It'll be hard. Their running game may have a tough time against this Colt defense that's very athletic and can move. And you've got to be very patient when trying to throw the ball on, on Indianapolis. You've got to be able to not turn the ball over. You've got to be able to take the profits. And you must play really well in the offensive line. And I think that this matchup, especially offensively for the Colts, does give them a slight advantage. They can potentially run the football on. We saw the Cleveland take the opening drive down the field and, get, and, and, and go 7 nothing up on Cleveland. You can run the ball at times on this, on this New England front, and then it's going to come down to how well my man Carson Wentz plays under pressure. <laughs> 
under pressure. And so far this year, when you examine him, you know, when you watch him play in these good games, and they've had a lot of home games where, you know, he's had opportunities. Seattle in the opener, the Rams the second game of the year, you know, where he's had opportunities to step up and really show Tennessee in the overtime game where he couldn't play Tennessee in the first game on the road. I mean, this is a team, you know, their, their, their win streak includes beating the Jets, beating Jacksonville, Great win in Buffalo, but he really didn't have to because Buffalo, they threw, they ran for 264 yards. He only had to throw for 106. Right. This is going to be the game. I mean, you know, when they played the Bucks, they turned the ball over five times. They turned the ball over five times, and and they lost by a touchdown. And the Bucks were able to take advantage of it. They can't do that against the Patriots. Yeah, this is. A, it feels like a turnover game to your point here. That if Wentz can somehow limit those mistakes, it's a fair firefight here. But you know Bill Belichick better than most here. I have to assume he says Jonathan Taylor is not going to beat us. If we get beat, it's going to get. We're going to get beaten by two. And that is a a tough pill to swallow here if you're trying to navigate this and really handicap it because you know Belichick's going to try to take away that running game, correct? Right. I think that the the tip here is is there was a video on Twitter where Quentin Nelson walks over to uh, Frank Wright (laughs) and says, can we just call a run and stay with it and let this guy run it? Because what that tells you is every play that they come to the line of scrimmage with, as most good offenses do, they have a they have a check kill 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 you know Louis 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 whatever the call is right you know touch your helmet whatever they do and so the looks that Ta- Tampa Bay was giving was giving the Colts was forcing them out of runs mm. you know now they still ran for 142 in that game they still ran for 142 in that game and so uh, you know excuse me ran for 107 they allowed 142 in that game excuse me so I think that to me this is what Belichick will try to do he will try to force them to check out of their runs and try to see if he can see if Wentz can make enough plays on boots and nakeds and throws like that to beat them they're counting on Wentz to make a mistake in this game. And when you look at the games they've lost in the big games, whether it's Tampa, whether it's the, the, the Titans game, San Francisco, he turned it over twice. Even though they won, they forced four turnovers in that game. Right. The Los Angeles Rams, two turnovers. I mean, the one thing about this Colt defense that they've done a really good job in the last three weeks is they have forced eight turnovers. They, for, they have forced more than only two games this season, three games this season, have they only forced one turnover. They get the ball out. And that's going to be the key to the game. If New England protects the football, they'll be in it in the fourth quarter. You know, you look at, at the total here, and it's already come down from 45 and a half down to 43, uh, open up at 43 and a half, rather. Uh, and now it's up to 45 and a half. I'm a little surprised by that move north. Michael, am I reading this wrong? Because it feels like an under game to me, but yet we're seeing a, a decided move to the over. Yeah, I, I think, I think. look, Josh McDaniels, the reason Matt Eberflus is in Indianapolis is because Josh McDaniels hired him before he bailed on the job. So McDaniels understands what this Colt defense is all about. Now, the Colts have kind of altered what they're doing defensively as the course of the year. They're playing a little bit more man. They, they still spot drop. They force you to throw the football uh, underneath, and they'll come rally up and tackle. I don't think Darius Leonard's 100% healthy. I think that's another issue here in the game. I mean, he's, you watch him on tape. He's not moving effectively. So I do think the Patriots will throw the ball and move the ball. They'll be patient. They will be. And I do think the Colts will be able to move the football on them. Now, the Colts in the last three weeks, I mean, look, they've scored 41, 31, and 31. Mm. I mean, they put some points on the board. They put some points on the board. 
But it's, it, I think they can be back and forth, and I think it's going to come down to red zone defense and red zone offense. I mean, that's going to be the key component of the game. Colts red zone defense, 30th. Colts red zone offense, 22nd. Now, the last time we saw uh, Mac-10 in action, he threw three passes, Michael. <laughs> is this the game that he comes out and throws 60? Is, is that what Belichick's going to do to America? Well, I, I, I think he'll, he'll throw the ball way more, and I think he'll be careful with his throws. And he has to do a really good job of looking off the people that he's throwing the ball to. Because as a rookie, this is truly a game of, head, of where your head is. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, the, for the fans watching at home, the quarterback's head's going to lead all the defenders to the ball. And so you've got to be really careful at where you're looking before you throw it. Look here, throw there. Look here, look here, throw there. Look there, throw here. You know, back and forth. Because all eyes are on the quarterback. They spot drop on their defense. <clears throat> and so... You've got to move them with your eyes a little bit and to create some gaps in their, in their coverage. That, that is fascinating uh, observation, Michael, that uh, obviously you guys know in the front office, and it is a great tell to the fans. And you always mention this here in the Lombardi line as well. Quarterbacks that look down, those quarterbacks are dead. Quarterbacks that look up in, in the heat of battle, those are the guys that can find uh, those extra windows to throw to, and certainly guys that can look off defenders, which would be a key on Sunday. Those are, are going to be the guys that might find it. And they've got to be they got to be coached to look off. Like Justin Fields is just staring down guys. Right. He's just staring. That's why you almost see so many collisions and almost interceptions because he's just truly staring down who he wants to throw the ball to. He doesn't have enough confidence and enough reps and enough ability to trust his to trust the game to look over to the right and throw the ball back to the left. Yeah, it's, and I think that's where Mac Jones has got to do a better job of this week. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta get them open with your eyes sometime and move those defenders with your eyes, as you're alluding to, Michael. We talked about the Browns here on Saturday, and obviously the COVID issues they have, but I do want to switch the focus to the Raiders here because this feels like a dead football team at six and seven. Yet, yeah, you know the, the Browns are seven and six, and now the Raiders in some spots, as we mentioned, are favored. BetMGM still has the Browns favored by three in this one here, but for the Raiders, uh, for for Rich Passaccia, for Derek. Eric Carr, right, for Josh Jacobs even. Like, this now becomes a, not just a winnable game, but maybe a game that they're going to be expected to win. What do you make of the Raiders and their mental state going into this game on Saturday? You know, I, I think this is really Rich Passacci's biggest challenge, and I think he's got to stand in front of the team and say, fellas, we tape, this, these tape, we tape these games. We tape them for how people are going to react to me. We tape them on how they're going to react to you. we got to play above – got to play – as if it matters for our own careers and the team's career. And I think it should. And I think they're a good matchup in this game. They really are a good matchup in this game against the Browns. If they can block Miles Garrett and handle him, which the Ravens didn't do. But if they block him and take him out, they can throw the football. There's plenty of throws on this field to make. It's going to come down to this car want to make them. Will car handle the weather? What is the weather going to be like in Cleveland? Mm. Will he handle it? Will he deal with the elements? You know, can he play in cold weather? All those things to me. And if your car, if your car, this is a big moment for you because your contract's up in a year, right? And, and everybody kind of has a read on you right now. They think, okay, you're good. But when it, when it gets hard, you're not great enough. You don't make enough plays. And, you know, 12-mile-an-hour winds, 35 degrees, 
This is a prove-it game. And I think as, if you're Rich Bisacci, you've got to really you got to drill down on that. You've got to say, fellas, this is, about, this is about us, and it's about how well you play on that tape. The, the, the eye in the sky won't lie. Again, uh, for people that might not know, you're, you're right on. This is every Sunday, especially late in the year, for people looking for jobs next year. And a lot of these people you mentioned might be looking for jobs in different places next year. They're going to look at games like this, and they're going to look at that tape and say, what did you show? Were you, you know, 1-2 Cancun, or were you out there really working hard at the end of the year and still fighting to try to get in the backdoor playoff spot? Let's see what the Raiders uh, do right now, because again, depending on where this line moves, they were getting up to six. They might be laying yeah. points before this kickoff They are happens. now. They are. They are. It's amazing. I mean, we got to talk about these lines when we come back. I mean, this is an insane week. It absolutely is. I don't know how we handicap these games, but we're going to try. But when we come back, Steve Mackman is going to break down the ACC and the SEC in some bowl game trends. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here in VC, the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season starts this Friday, and Beeson has got you covered with our brand new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your very best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props, the Beeson College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you that edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at Beeson.com slash bowl guide. Dave Ross back alongside Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. And I tell you, that college football guide, it, it is a, uh, if you're into college football, it is a dream scenario to get that for 1999. Steve Mackinnon does a great job here as uh, one of our Point Spread Weekly editors. And Steve, let's talk about some of these ACC and SEC bowl game trends that you've navigated through here. Uh, and again, when you look at that guide, it is really a template for betters uh, before we start the, the bowl season here on Friday. Let's start off in the ACC with the list of games that we have here uh, for that conference. And I, a couple of your stats really caught my eye because I like to play overs, okay? I'm a square player, Steve. I want to play those overs. And I saw that ACC teams are 9-1-1 one, one over the total in their last 11 bowl games uh, versus AAC teams, uh, games producing almost 70, 69 points per game. And you've got a couple games that qualify here. Let's talk about Wake Forest uh, against, uh, or excuse me, let's talk about BC against East Carolina in that scenario. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I see you, you say I got a couple that I think I made a mistake on that one with the Wake A&M. You know, obviously, that's not uh, right. versus AAC. But, uh, yeah, this this BC-ECU game, you look in maybe the history of why there's some foundation to, to a trend like that, uh, why they go over against these American teams. American teams aren't typically known as the best defensive teams in the country. These ACC teams are used to these rigorous more type games in conference play you get into a bowl game against a lesser, maybe a, a, a t less lesser talented team, and uh, these these teams uh, exploit the uh, uh, those defenses and are able to score a lot of points. Steve, so like when you were going through this, you know, Clemson, two new coordinators, he promoted from within, which will give some continuity as they go against Iowa State, which didn't really have any coaching changes. So, how much of that have you played into this variable as well? 
Well, I mean, statistically, you can't do anything about that. Uh, Trend-wise, you can't do anything about that. But if you're handicapping the game, you have to think something about that. You know, that th I, I wish there was some way we could quantify these things, but uh, this is really where, where experts like yourselves and uh, other people who study this game hard and look at the coordinators and the impact on teams can have a big uh, effect on how these uh, games play out. So you need to uh, do this. Is, the bowl guide, what comes in it is one part of your handicapping routine. I mean, it's got a lot of yep. it. But like you said, you got to look at a lot of different aspects for these games. Let's talk about some of you these. Know, and I, go right I, I do. Hold on, Dave. I do think I do think as betters, I think we have to be really careful here uh, because the trends that are going on are certainly important, but also it's like power ratings, you know, like last week, you know, did you really want to take Jacksonville and lay the points? I mean, that's not a really a good play, especially in light of it. So I think you got to look at that a little bit. You've got to kind of see like how important is this game right. to the next year's team, right? I think it's important for Clemson to get off on a good start with their two new coordinators. You know, I think it's important for North Carolina to build momentum into next year. I think it's important for Frank Beamer. So I think you have to handicap that game on what does it mean more to and who it doesn't. You know, it's interesting, Mike, you say that because one of the things I take pride in for these bowl games, and you can find a lot of this in my seven motivational factors article, is looking at each team's specific situation, perhaps their excitement level for the game, uh, what kind of distractions are, are actually going on with that team at the time, and it all plays in. You, it, the great thing about the bowl season, in my opinion, is we got two weeks or more in most cases to study these situations, get a feel for the impact of them. Now, you talk about this Clemson and, and an Iowa State game, and you think Clemson's got to build some momentum for next season. Now, typically... Iowa, or Iowa State has really come to play in uh, games under Matt Campbell. I, when is the t time they're really flat? Do you know what I mean? So that's that's something I'm concerned about. Clemson's used to playing in big bowl games. How do they yep. take a game a cheese at bowl? How, how, is this just a fluff <laughs> trip for them? I mean, you, you just don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's a great I don't know how, I'd eat a lot of cheeses if I were there. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, especially if they're free. Uh, but, gentlemen, you yeah. know, it is interesting, Steve, uh, to your point here about some of these ACC teams in the plus one to plus six and a half range, and obviously Clemson is in that criteria there with Iowa State. They are 39-24-2 ATS in their last 65 bowl games. So this is a pretty big body of work there. Let's talk about NC State and their scenario here against UCLA because right now they are getting that one point here, Steve. Uh, they, they do fit that criteria, correct? Yes, they do. And... <sighs> Whenever you see a Pac-12 team favored in a bowl game, you just got to raise your eyebrows because th this this conference has been very poor in bowl games, to say the least. Uh, they just haven't showed up. Now, you got a situation where UCLA has a big advantage there playing in the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. It's, it, it's not going to be uh, – it's going to be a difficult travel type of thing. But, hey, a, a team like NC State might – might take a lot of pride in it and being able to go to the West coast and beat a team like UCLA. So um, again, I, whenever I see a PAC 12 game, I, I, my first thing I look for lately is what's the other team situation.
Yeah, I mean, that's to me, and then SMU and Virginia, there's another one that I'm not sure of because Virginia, new coaching staff, Tony Elliott comes in. Rhett Lashley takes over at SMU, playing in Fenway Park, right? I mean, what's the weather going to be like in Boston? Is SMU going to be able to run their spread <laughs> stuff? I mean, there's so many variables, Steve. There's so many variables. But let, let me ask you this. Is the Big Ten still better in these bowl games than we suspect? To me, it's been a situational thing. You know, I mean, the, a lot of, you know, these teams go through these seasons, especially this East, Big Ten East Division, beating each other up here. You got, you look at a team like Michigan State, I mean, the tough games throughout the, the season. Maryland, uh, there's a team I, I kind of like their prospects in their bowl game. They're used to playing a pretty tough schedule here, and they are going to be very, very hungry to get a bowl victory. I think it's been over 10 years for that program. So a lot of a lot of this situational and motivational things you talk about, Michael, yeah, these things definitely have to be considered. Uh, gentlemen, let's uh, flip the script here to the SEC because, Steve, this really caught my eye here about uh, in non-New Year's Six-level bowl games, the SEC kind of show off a little bit. Underdogs are on a run of 18-4 and four ATS in some of these games here. And you've got three qualifying plays here as SEC underdogs in non-New Year's Six-level bowl games. Let's start off with Arkansas here. Uh, they're in this criteria. You, you like the, the way that they qualify for this scenario? Yeah, so you, you look at uh, these teams from the SEC, again, used to playing very, very tough opponents. And they, you go to a bowl game and find them underdog. That's motivation for an SEC team. Uh, you look at Arkansas in that situation, probably very motivated by the fact that uh, that they're an underdog. Uh, wh why are we an underdog to Penn State? We've been playing all these tough teams throughout the season. Uh, who, who uh, We think the SEC is bigger than the Big Ten. The, the, these are kind of things that private coaches are using to motivate their players before these games to make sure they are up for the games. You know, the one game that jumps out to me is my Missouri. Uh, I, I, Missouri is going to go take on Army. Now, I know Army lost the Navy, but could there – I mean, Missouri's defense is so bad. <laughs> it can I mean, how are they going to get ready, Steve, to play against this Army team, which, you know, will just run the ball up and down the field on them? Yeah, absolutely. You're, I think you're right on that one. Army's always ready for their bowl games, too. You, you think of these teams, these Armed Forces teams – there's never a lack of focus. You know what I mean? They're, no. They're always prepared, and it's from military training, that kind of thing. Now, is Missouri going to be up to beat Army? Ah, you, you have to have your doubts about a situation like that. Uh, Steve, what is interesting, too, though, about the SEC, the New Year's six-level bowl game, the resume is maybe not as good as we would all just assume it would be. Can you explain what you've found there? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. I'm getting, the yeah. SEC's uh, New Year's six-level bowl games, the resume you found is not as impressive in recent years as of right now, according to your numbers here. They've gone just 21 and 14 straight up, but only 16 and 19 uh, ATS in their last 35 such games. Uh, what do you make of teams that might find themselves in that category? Yeah, again, you got to wonder about motivation here. Uh, the the SEC teams that are playing in the uh, the New Year Six Bowls, they they're motivated. They have a reason. Uh, they're playing another very tough opponent. Uh, when you're not in the New Year Six Bowl, do you look at it the same way? I mean, does an SEC team take it take it for granted that they're just going to be in a bowl game? And if it's a if it's a bowl game not up to their standards, 
maybe they don't come to play. And Steve, we only have about 20 seconds to go here, but very quickly again, you can get the, the, the bowl guide right now. It's available at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. How much, I mean, there is just so much pertinent information in there, right? If you're going to bet the bowl season, you got to get the guide. Got to get it. Spend money, make money, yeah, Dave. Absolutely. Got to get it. All right. Go. Uh, it's been a busy two weeks, but a good busy, and we're pl- proud of the product we put together. Yeah, you should be, Steve. It's great work. Again, uh, thanks to Steve Mackling. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer for the NBA. Simply place a $10 money on wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you are wagering on. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN. And, Michael, as we navigate these COVID waters here down the stretch to figure out who can play and who can't play, let's try to extrapolate that further into the NFC playoff picture and see who might actually be the last man standing to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And this is a tough exercise to do for some of the reasons we've already mentioned. But, obviously, when you look at the Packers now, they are currently in the driver's seat at 10-3 and because they have that game in hand over the Cardinals with that uh, that win they had earlier this season and the Buccaneers right there at 10 and 3. Right now the Packers are sitting in as the number 1 seed and thus they have a, a plus 200 chance of getting that number 1 uh plus 200 right now is what Ben MGM has for them to get the number 1 seed. Ironically, the Buccaneers are still the favorites at minus 120, but if they play out and win out, the Packers would get that 1 seed. What do you make of these numbers and who might you put your betting dollar on? You know, I, I would put I, I would put a little money on on Philly only because I think Philly is kind of healthy. Uh, I think their offensive line, in terms of getting in here, I think Washington's going to continue to split. They've been hurt by COVID. Now today, there's been reports on Twitter, David, that there is uh, the league and the owners are meeting to discuss changing the protocols yes. around COVID. I think, and so what I, I'm not sure what it all entails. It could mean if you've been if you've been if you are asymptomatic, maybe it'll only take one test. I don't know what the rules will be, but it's trying to get players who really are kind of on the side because they've tested positive but aren't really infected. Right. You know, and I, again, I'm talking about things I don't know because I don't know if you're if you're asymptomatic, you still could be effective. I don't know, but th- th- that could change all this. But going back, I-, I think this. I think that Philly because they control everything in front of them with Washington two more times with the Giants and then with the Cowboys again. I mean, I think they have a chance to slip into that seventh seed. And, you know, the way they've run the football and they're hard to play because of Hurts' ability to run. And I do think they're going to use Minshew in the passing game. I think you're going to see two quarterbacks for Philly. Wow. Uh, Seriani came out today and said, hey, you know, Hurts, is, we're, still, we're rotating like we did last week before we played the Jets. The, he's doing that for a reason. Hurts should be 100% healthy. He almost played in the game last week. He's doing that because I think if he gets behind in a game or if he wants to run the ball or if he wants to throw the ball, he's going to manipulate the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's fascinating that you're picking the Eagles here right now, a sub-500 team. Obviously, you're just saying to get into the postseason, not necessarily, obviously. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not going to get the one seed. But I, I do wonder then, if you like them to get in, could they be a dangerous team if you're really looking for an off-the-board long shot to possibly – 
make some make, make some havoc in the NFC. I don't think a lot of people would be picking the Eagles, but Michael, you actually think if they implement the two quarterback system, they they might shock the, shock some people here? No, I, I don't. I think that their their liabilities in the secondary will show up against good passers. Okay. I mean, remember when they played against when they played against the good passing teams in this league, they have struggled. And you know, they there was only 28 incompletions out of 170 attempts in those games. I mean, so no, but I do think that they can of the bottom half. I mean, if you're telling me Washington, Minnesota, and Philly, who's going to make it? I'm going to go with Philly there. Okay. But I don't think they can. As for the number one seed, I think it's Green Bay. I think Green Bay is the best team. I think, you know, what we saw against Tampa on Saturday, on Sunday, was Tampa's inability to play pass defense due mainly to the fact that they're missing players on the secondary. So that hurts them. And then we saw Brady make some – in the second half of that game, Brady did not play well. Right. It started with one minute to go in the first half when he had the ball at the 48 and he could have put the game away right there. Missed some really critical third-down throws. He would be the first to admit it. Then in the start of the second drive, second half, they get the ball on the fake punt and he doesn't do anything with it. And then misses Conway over the middle badly. I mean, those are – you know, and then the second half, he did not play well until the overtime when he hits Perryman on the crossing route. So for me, you know, there was a little bit of a problem when they couldn't blitz and attack the pocket like the Bucks like to do. Brady wasn't as good as as he needed to be, whereas I think Rodgers is cool. sensational every single time he gets on the field. Yeah, he looked lights out uh, against the Bears. Certainly, look, he, even you know during the game when the Bears had uh, I don't some special teams uh, reasons to take that lead. Rodgers just kind of smiled on the on the sideline. Found Devontae Adams right before the end of the first half, and then of course the touch pass to Aaron Jones. I mean, the guy is making MVP throws, and he is the reigning defending MVP. I wonder if he can go back to back on that. But to your point, Michael. That's plus 200 right now if you want to back the Packers to get that number one seed. And I'm kind of right there with you. Like, I don't see a loss coming for the Packers down the stretch. So all they have to do, all they have to do is hold serve and and hope that everybody's still eligible to play. So those are the factors that you have to kind of navigate if you want to back the Packers. But I'm with you. I feel like that's the right value play there at plus money. The Cardinals at plus 300, Michael. They had their chance on Monday night to me to get that number one seed. I, I kind of felt like they blew it. The Packers here, you know, plus 650 to go ahead and win the championship. But again, plus 200 just to get there, or just to be the number one seed. Forget about getting to the Super Bowl. That's pretty good value, right? Right. I mean, in Arizona's got a little tougher road ahead of them, right? They got the Colts they've got to play at home. They've got the, then they got to go to Dallas. They've got Detroit and Seattle, and they've got Seattle at home. But we've seen Carolina go in there and beat them. Now, understanding that it was with a backup quarterback and, and all those situations, but I think it's, it's not – those two games, Indianapolis and Dallas, are going to be critical. And so I, I think that could really hurt them in terms of being the best team. And I think the fact that teams can run the football a little bit on them, and then you've got to really be able to handle how you play Murray is so important, how you rush Murray is so important, how you coordinate your rush and I think we saw it you know and and I think the Rams did a wonderful job of it you know and I think the Rams are somebody too that if they continue to play the way they did if they continue to play the way they did last week where they were able to get their running game going a little bit with more physicality you know I I think it, they can they can certainly uh, move their move up a little bit well I think they'll catch, catch Arizona no but they've got Seattle this week then they're on the road for Minnesota and Baltimore two games that Baltimore is a wounded duck right now mm. they're a wounded duck even if Lamar tries to play this week they're a wounded duck with that offensive line and all their problems in the secondary so that you know those two road games look on paper like tough but for a good team they shouldn't be.
You know, it's interesting. You look at the Cowboys at 18 to 1 to get the number one seed. And you go, well, they're only one back, but they're one back of three different teams. And obviously, they lost week yeah. one to Tampa Bay. So if they were in a tiebreaker scenario with the Bucks, they wouldn't get it. But what do you make of the Cowboys going forward here? Are they good enough right now to run the table? They still have to play the Washington football team one more time. That was tough on Sunday. They still got to play the Giants, still got to play the Eagles uh, one more time in Philly. Uh, it, it just looks like he, the Cardinals coming up week 17 there. Are they good enough to run the table just to get in that discussion at 18 to 1? Well, they got the Giants, they got Washington, they have the Cardinal game, and then they end up the season in Philadelphia, a team they dominated the first time they played them. But here's the problem to me as this season has wore on, I think, and I asked somebody in Dallas yesterday, I said, I sent a text saying, How hard do they practice? And he said they don't practice very hard. I said, on offense, how hard do they? Not very hard. And it looks to me like that's the biggest issue. That's the problem to me. You know, in New England, the theme is with every player in New England will tell you get, practice execution becomes game reality. That's what they believe in. That's why practice is so important. If they don't practice well in New England, they're not going to play well. And, the, and to me, the Cowboys' execution, particularly off the bye week, particularly since the bye week, their execution offensively has not been good. Now, you've got excuses. You've got Zeke Elliott's got a bad knee. Pollard's not playing. But Dak is the biggest issue of why they're not playing well. Those two interceptions he throws in that game against Washington are inexcusable. They're inexcusable. Mm -hmm. I mean, he overthrows the receiver. You know, he's got him wide open. He's just got to lay it right in there. And then on the boot, he doesn't even see the he doesn't see the <laughs> linebacker. He's got to see. He's got to protect the ball in that situation. He took a game that was not close and made it close. And I just think their execution is not great. I think they need to get back to pad level fundamentals. Defensively, it's fine. Defensively, it's good. I worry about them offensively. I mean, this is a game they're going against Mike Lennon, and the line's eleven. If they were humming like they were earlier in the year against Carolina, the Giants, when they got 515 against them, I'd say, oh, lay the 11, it's easy. They beat them by 24 points the last time. Not so fast this time. Michael, very quickly, is that a league-wide thing or is that a Dallas thing of not practicing hard on offense? Because I couldn't no, imagine I think it's Jimmy a league, Johnson. I think it's a league-wide okay. league thing right now. I think it's because well, we've got to rest our guys. Guys are hurt. They can't practice. You see the injury report. Mm -hmm. you got to, The teams that win in December and January are the teams that practice. It's just a fact. I, I couldn't imagine Jimmy Johnson letting that slide. Just saying. He'd be like, hey, give me a body. Can We go? We got to practice. We got to be physical. And, and those are the traits we'll take into the games on Sunday. Michael, when we come back, how about some home dog, uh, home favorites, rather, that you might want to avoid? We'll discuss. Come on back here. It's the Lombardi Line and Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.